Welcome back to another episode of the Controversial Tech Podcast. This week, we take a deeper dive into the world of cryptocurrency, talking about what it is, what it isn't, and the controversy that stands behind it. This is your host, Michael, and joining me is Nathan. Hi, guys. First, we want to talk about what cryptocurrency is. Nathan, do you have any knowledge or experience with cryptocurrency? Yeah, so cryptocurrency is a decentralized form of currency. That basically means that there's no government backing it. It's based on very, very complex computer algorithms and a bunch of miners or computers that are basically figuring out what that equation is and releasing a certain amount of cryptocurrency into the population. Okay, so from what I understand, the miners are computers that are pretty powerful typically, and they have to solve complex math equations like you said. What is the main type of cryptocurrency out there? So right now, the oldest cryptocurrency, and probably the most strong, is Bitcoin. But some other popular ones are Ethereum and Ripple. They're fairly similar, a little bit different. We're not going to get into the different nuances of each cryptocurrency, and we'll mostly focus on Bitcoin today. I think a main attraction to Bitcoin would be the decentralization of the currency. You're not backed by a bank or any type of major institution. It, like you said, is controlled by the people that use it. Is that correct? Yeah, so essentially what happens is, let's say you and I both want to trade some Bitcoin. Let's say I want to give you an amount. What happens is, is I have a personal key, and then I encrypt it one way, and then send you the encrypted text. And then you are able to decrypt it and say, yep, that's Nathan and this is the amount, and everything's all good. One thing that happens in between that is the ledger, or the decentralized list of transactions, gets updated. And each one of those miners that we just talked about has a ledger, and they're all keeping track of every transaction that's going on. And what makes Bitcoin and cryptocurrencies unique is that there isn't a central entity that's keeping track of these transactions. The way that they keep track of which ledger is actually accurate, because there are so many different miners, you're going to get a couple different changes or differences between each of the ledgers. The way they keep track is whoever mines the next blockchain, which is the set of algorithms, and is able to prove that they mined in the correct order and they have all of them, those miners basically say this is the accurate list of transactions that just occurred. So that's where it's really interesting because there isn't a specific person or a group of people that are in charge of transactions, so it's a lot harder to have there be fraud just from transactions. So having that double check of your users and your user base, checking the ledger frequently, and also I think being rewarded with some type of payment for doing so does keep people honest and it it allows for someone, or I guess it doesn't allow for someone to say if they have more money than they do have. But one of my major questions is how do you go about getting that number or that address which is used to send and receive the Bitcoin from or any type of other cryptocurrency? So whenever a user decides that they want to trade, buy, sell, any type of cryptocurrency, you have to have what's called a digital wallet. Essentially, that's an address that is normally a 64-bit or 
256 character code that says that is you. So if you wanted to send me some cryptocurrency, then you would take my number and then you'd say, all right, I'm gonna send this amount from my wallet to this other wallet. And then the user base would check this transaction to make sure everything was legit, that you had the money to send me and that I had received the money. Yeah, most of it's based on the encryption. So with my wallet, I have a key that only I have. And there's a thing called a one-way encryption. So I encrypt it, and then you're able to decrypt it with your public key. And that ensures that only you are able to receive that money. So say that you had sent me some money, and then I had my phone taken. The person who took my device would need to know my key in order to take those funds? Yep, exactly. That's interesting. Yeah, I had no idea that that was the case. So we talked a little bit about how they work, but how does one get them? Are you able to go to your local convenience store and buy these? Is it something that I have to go out of my way to get? Or how do I get into the world of Bitcoin? So there's already a fair amount of websites and places online that you can basically pay them money, and then they trade you Bitcoin for the face value or the current market value. And then you'd have that amount of Bitcoin in your wallet. Okay. I watched a documentary about Morgan Spurlock. If you're unfamiliar, he was the main actor in Supersize Me. But his goal in this video was to see if he could spend a week only using Bitcoin. I think he was doing it in a major city. I don't actually know the city, but he was able to go to something that looked more similar to a stock exchange to purchase his Bitcoin. And he purchased it from some type of lender. I think he paid about $600 for one Bitcoin and was able to use that throughout the week. So from my understanding, one Bitcoin is not equal to one US dollar or one other major world currency. Yeah, not by any means. And Bitcoin hasn't been around $600 since 2016. So this was probably a couple years ago. And in the past two years, it's expanded a lot as far as who accepts Bitcoin and who doesn't. So I wouldn't be surprised if that would be even easier today. It seemed like he had a little bit of a difficulty in the documentary. He was just going to get some coffee and certain places did take it. It seemed like the main appeal for someone wanting to implement that into their business was that it was a free, it was free to accept and it was free to get started. All they needed was some type of wallet that they were able to get when they created an account in order mm -hmm. to start accepting Bitcoin. Yep. And I thought that was really interesting. And if you're interested, you should go check it out. So why would someone choose a cryptocurrency such as Bitcoin instead of a traditional means of currency? I think the biggest draw is the fact that it's decentralized. So you don't have anyone looking over your shoulders, seeing what you're buying. It's really hard for there to be theft through transactions. Because it's not tracked, it's really easy to do some shady things. Obviously, that's a subset of the market, but it's also an easy way to just make money or, or save money without having the government knowing about it. A while back, I did a research project about the dark web and how criminals use the dark web to facilitate you know, criminal underpinnings in society. They're able to skirt the law using the internet and other means of operation in order to facilitate their criminal acts. And in order to purchase things on the dark web, you had to use some type of cryptocurrency. I think Bitcoin was the one that was mentioned the most frequently, but you bring up a good point that criminals might see this as an opportunity to conduct shady business without the letter of the law looking over their shoulder. But my understanding is that most people in general wanting to use this type of currency are not criminals, but just people who are just maybe tech enthusiasts like ourselves. 
Yeah, I feel like the most people are just wanting to maybe make some money, treat it more as like a stock, be able to put some money in and then hope that it grows to something larger later on. Right, absolutely. So our podcast is called Controversial Tech, where we look at tech that might be controversial. Obviously, money is not necessarily tech, but with the advancement technology, Bitcoin has been able to be created and then spread out through the world where people are able to use it and also abuse it. But why do you believe that this technology is controversial? Or do you believe it is? I think it can be, specifically because no one's really tracking how much is being spent. So like in the US, you're limited to the amount of money that you can move from your bank account or move into another nation. Whenever you're on a flight and you're going into another country, you have to declare how much money you have. Whereas with Bitcoin, you really don't have to do that. In fact, you don't have to do that. You could show up in another country, use your Bitcoin, show up in another country, use your Bitcoin, and the government would never know about it because they really aren't able to track easily who is spending what money. So in a way, this is almost having money that's incognito in the fact that your transactions are invisible. Who you send them to is almost... So they're not invisible because the ledgers are all public. So you're able to watch and see exactly who is sending to whom. But the only thing you see is their wallet ID. So if you are able to keep track of what wallets are sending money to other wallets, then it would be a lot easier to see where that money is going or potentially nail down who that is. But you wouldn't be able to see where it's coming from or who is spending it. You would just have that ID associated with that transaction. Okay, so it's maybe not impossible, but it's a little bit more unlikely that you might catch the person unless you followed their wallet ID or something similar to that. Right. Yeah, and some people that are a little bit more advanced will even have two wallets. They have one where they store and then another one where they actually do transactions just to have that layer of security especially if they have a lot of cryptocurrency stored. So there are ways to skirt around that and be a little bit more private if you wanted to. So I think that this could be controversial in the fact that it takes away the bank. It takes away that third person, that third party that is able to enable or disable a transaction based on the amount of funds each user has. And then also the fact that cryptocurrency can be created by a person or a group of persons in order to start to facilitate new transactions. Do you see a problem with that? Yes and no. There are hundreds upon hundreds of cryptocurrencies out now, and it's really only beneficial if you have enough people backing it. So there are some really silly cryptocurrencies like Dogecoin and Garlic Coin and really, really ridiculous ones. But they're not worth anything because there aren't people that say that they're worth anything. One of the biggest problems with cryptocurrency is that it's almost completely based on speculation. What I think that this value is. So without a user base, a cryptocurrency or any money could not be recognized and not be able to be used in place of something like the US dollar or, you know, a euro. Right. So the biggest difference is that both the US dollar and Bitcoin are both based on speculation. It's what the market says that the value of each one is worth. The biggest disadvantage of Bitcoin or cryptocurrency is that it's a lot more volatile. Because the US dollar has been around for a lot longer and it has a lot more backers, I mean, it has a whole country behind it, it makes it a lot more stable. The value of a dollar today is going to be probably around the same value of the dollar tomorrow. The biggest 
disadvantage to cryptocurrency is that because it's completely based on speculation, its numbers can go up and down so much in just the matter of a day. So it's not as steady as a traditional currency. I guess you see that within the last few years with the amount of fluctuation that Bitcoin has had in the market. Like I said in the documentary with Morgan Spurlock, the Bitcoin was only $600, but this year alone we've seen it skyrocket up to $11,000 for just one. That kind of adds credence to what you're saying about Bitcoin fluctuating and the user base being behind it. Do you have any opinions about the major fluctuation we have seen this year? Yeah, so in case people aren't aware, starting November through December, there was a huge climb in cryptocurrency. In November, it was around 8000 and then middle to end of December, it was around $20,000 USD for one Bitcoin. A lot of people speculate that the reason for this is because of its popularity. Leading up to November, through November, and into December, cryptocurrency was covered a lot in the news, and people were becoming more aware of what cryptocurrency was, and how to get into it, and how to buy cryptocurrency which caused the market to skyrocket. And what happened was is people started seeing that their money just doubled because they probably got in around 10,000. Then once it hit around 20,000, they're like, "Ah, I'm going to step out and they decided to sell." And once a couple people started selling, then more people started selling and then it just crashed and it went all the way down to around 10,000, which isn't horrible but it showed how volatile the market is i would definitely say that that is a controversial piece of bitcoin and the cryptocurrency market just the fact that your money can be worth so much one day and then so little the next i think that's a major drawback for someone wanting to enter the world of cryptocurrency and just wanting to take a dive into this new world of money but what do you think that the future of this type of currency looks like I don't think cryptocurrency is going anywhere. I think it's proven that it is well established and that it works. So long as there's people that want to trade money anonymously, which I believe that's always going to be the case, I think that there's going to be some form of cryptocurrency. Whether that's Bitcoin or something else, I'm not sure. I don't really see any reason why Bitcoin wouldn't be the cryptocurrency of choice, but I don't think it's going anywhere anytime soon. I would agree. I think that more and more Bitcoin clones will pop up, other products claiming to do exactly the same thing that Bitcoin is doing and already has done. Like you said, if those types of user bases decide to back these types of currencies, then those could explode just like Bitcoin has. I think a few interesting stories that I've heard as far as Bitcoin was in recent news, uh, rapper 50 Cent was quoted at making around $40 million dollars. I've heard 8 to $40 million in sales from a, like a 2011 album that he forgot he even let people purchase with Bitcoin, which I thought was interesting. Since the story broke, it's been revoked. 50 Cent has recently filed for bankruptcy, and he had to report that he did not actually make 8 to $40 million off that album from Bitcoin, that he said any press that he gets is good press, especially if it makes him and his brand look better. But another one that I thought was funny too, there was a maybe a Bitcoin reseller that actually misquoted the price and put that Bitcoin was worth $0. It might have been another type of cryptocurrency, but I think it was Bitcoin. And some individuals were trying to take trillions of dollars in Bitcoin. Did those transactions actually go through? No, it was only for about 20 minutes that this problem had happened, but 
it was just interesting the fact that this could happen and future things like this could happen and those individuals could have gotten that money the good thing to know though is that it wouldn't affect the currency as a whole as much as you would think it would mostly affect the reseller of the cryptocurrency because most likely they had that crypto on hand and they were privately reselling it so that wouldn't affected the market as much i agree i just thought those were just some interesting stories in the world of cryptocurrency but i think that's all we have this week for this installment of the controversial tech podcast we took a dive into the world of cryptocurrency and we saw that this tech could be controversial but we do believe that there is a future in it please join us next week as we take a look at autonomous and semi-autonomous driving cars on the controversial tech podcast where we talk tech <laughs>